This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for the Volunteering South Hotspot. This time every Friday morning we take a look at the power of volunteering in our communities and the various organisations that are doing important work with uh, important people. And joining us um, this morning to talk a little bit about uh, community patrols of New Zealand, more particularly the North Dunedin Community Patrol, Mari Sutherland. Uh, Morena, great to have you with us, Mari. Uh, nice to see you in the awesome morning show studio. Good morning. Um, so community patrols, in, in a word, they're kind of the extra eyes and ears of the police, correct? That's right, yes. They see as us as being that extra little bit of help they've got out there that they can give us jobs to do, which leaves them free to deal with more important policing jobs. What led you into being part of this? Um, because it goes back to um, when I was at... Um, Dunedin North, I, I moved there with Neighbourhood Support way back in about 2004 or five or something and realised that uh, being based in North Dunedin Police Station with Neighbourhood Support there was some talk of um, what was happening in the area and noticed that there wasn't a patrol for North Dunedin at that stage and um, talked to the the community constable in, at, the pl- at the station at that time and um, we we made a move then to set up a patrol in Dunedin North. So that's how it all started. Actually, the schools were very supportive. DNI principal at the time was very keen on doing something and offered um, to host the first two meetings that we had um, with help from South Dunedin Patrol so that we could find out what we needed to do to get started. And um, <clears throat> then we had our third meeting at the um, North Dunedin Police Station and um, that meant forming a, a forming a trust and doing all the bits that you have to do. So you're one now of a huge number, I imagine, of community patrols right around the country. Throughout the country, yeah, there's a um, hundred and something. I can't remember what the exact figure is mm. at the moment, but there are a lot. And there are, of course, three in Dunedin. There's South Dunedin and Mosgill Tyree have a, a patrol as well. So the three of us, we try and work together a little bit and do fundraising things together. Tyree are very um, proactive in having quiz nights and things like that. And the rest of us in Dunedin are a wee bit slack. <laughs> but it's um, nice to know that we're, our area delegate is based at Mosgill. So um, he's very keen on us all to work together and maybe even swap patrols if somebody wants to come in from Mosgill and do a Dunedin one or whatever and if a patrol short of volunteers then maybe someone from another patrol can fill in. Well we'll talk about opportunities for volunteering in a moment. Mm. Um, I guess what you do is also in the name, patrol suggests you're mobile, how does it work? We are mobile and when we first started at North Dunedin we used our own cars which wasn't actually great but then we were donated um, a vehicle by Trust Power, which was really, really good. And then we've moved on to now <clears throat> we I have just we fundraised last year and we have our own um, vehicle now that we were very lucky to get the funding for from some great trusts and also to get it signed and um, have our equipment swapped from our old vehicle into the new one. We have a police radio and we've got our lights and things up so there's um, a bit, a lot of bits and pieces involved with the, the vehicle and it lives at North Dunedin Police Station. 
So you're not uh, trying to be stealthy at all? You want to be visible in the community to, so for the community yeah. and the businesses and the schools to, to know that that you're just uh, an extra arm in terms of the police. And I guess suppose the next question then is, so what, what are your duties? What are your responsibilities and what are your limitations? We are expected to be visible, which is really good. Um, some people, if we're going through town on a Friday or Saturday night, think we might be a taxi and they try and flag <laughs> us down for a ride. But <clears throat> um, our responsibilities are um, our local community police, and we've you know got a, a great guy at Dunedin, will leave us a list of taskings um, or jobs that he might like us to do on a Friday and a Saturday night, which are our two nights out on patrol. Um, he has known what's happened in the area during the week, so he can ask us to look at areas where there's been suspicious behaviour, maybe theft from cars, burglaries, things like that, and will ask us to just cruise those areas while we're on patrol. That we might think that, OK, we're not doing any good, maybe. We don't see anybody that might be poking into cars, but it's the mere fact that your presence in that area is maybe going to be seen and they hope that's going to be a deterrent to, to crime anyway. And we do look at the schools and security of schools and sports grounds and places, churches in our area, just to make sure that everything's all right there too. Now we all know about Friday and Saturday nights, so let's face it, there's a lot of alcohol fueled behaviour going on, not all of it good. Um, so I guess there you have an opportunity to be this extra set of eyes and ears and report potential problems or actual problems as they occur to the police. Um, that's right, <clears throat> because we have the students in our area, life is never dull, especially on a Saturday night, and um, we are asked to maybe just keep an eye on the campus area. I know Campus Watch are there, and we kind of liaise a little bit with them if they need a bit of help, but we would probably be asked to look at student activity uh, when we first go out, which is at nine on, a, on those nights. And it might be a cruise around the area just to see what's happening before we go to what they call line-up at Central Police Station where all of the patrols and the new crews that are going out will go in to see what's happening and what they are expected to do for the evening. So we can then report that oh, it looks like there's a couple of parties starting up down in Castle Street or Harbour Terrace or somewhere, and it just makes them aware of something that they might need to look at or that they ask us to keep an eye on. Let's be clear, you don't have the powers of the police? No, we don't. We we are not expected to get out of our vehicle. We, we patrol in pairs, and they, they want us to remain in the vehicle. We have a police radio. We can call them up. If we see anything untoward or we want to report anything to them so that they they can be on the job quite quickly. You mentioned uh, starting at 9 o'clock for the shift. How long is the shift typically? Um, we normally do a 9 to 1am, but it may be longer if there's any action going on that we're required to help with. Um, we It might not be one. Sometimes it might, might be two. It depends on what's happening and... If there are accidents, we may be asked to help at those to have roadblocks or um, maybe just help and stop traffic, that sort of thing. So it really depends on what's happening in town on any one given night, what we might be doing. You must feel when you're out there that you are, that you are performing a very vital service. It's quite a, an active city in, in, in parts of the city at that time of night. 
It is, and we we need to be aware of the alcohol ban areas and things like that. And we're often um, asked to look for stolen vehicles. There's a, a myriad of number plates sometimes that we might be looking for. Or there's somebody out that um, maybe is a, a driver that shouldn't be out, so we would be um, alerted to that. And those are the sort of things that we can do. And if the police know that we're aware of those um, things happening that we can help. Now, even though you're not performing the full role of of the police, it would be necessary for anybody who's coming on board as a volunteer to to learn about what's needed, to do a little bit of training. Tell us a little bit about what happens if someone steps forward and says, I, I think I'd like to be part of this. Yeah, there's a bit of paperwork um, to be done. And, um, of course, volunteers have to be police vetted and... Then, then once all that goes through, they're issued with um, you've got your name tag thing um, that you wear at all times. We we work with um, community patrols of New Zealand na- nationally. They have um, a big training program um, that I think most of us have all done. It's a, a number of pages of training that we do at home, and you can do it, and it's signed off by our local um, coordinator um, chairman. So. There is quite a bit of training, and at one stage earlier on there were training seminars that different areas in the country ran, and um, they, they were always very good because you got to go to different places, which meant you had to fundraise to get people there. But it was really good because you, you mix with a lot of other people from different areas in the country. You got maybe different ideas, um, and the area that you might be having the seminar in would have all their vehicles out. We... Our guys would be poking in the back of other um, patrol vehicles to see what they carried in the back, and you would come home with all sorts of different ideas. But um, that happens um, no longer, so it's a bit difficult. So a lot of the training's done um, at home within your patrol, and we we recently just uh, Mosgill had a, a first aid evening that was open to all of our patrols, which was really good. So we need to keep up with all of those things. Murray, how are you? How well are you served at the moment by volunteer numbers? Um, at the moment, I see we've got fifteen. We could do with we could do with more because the more that you have, the least um, frequency of going out on patrol. It, it may mean that you're, if there's enough, you might do one patrol a month, which isn't which is not a big handicap to be able to. You know, carry on. So, and they are Friday and Saturday nights. We sometimes think that Thursday night would be a better night for our end of town because the students are more likely to be out on a Thursday night than a Friday night where they try and keep themselves fit for sports on Saturday <laughs> and then, <laughs> then they can have fun on Saturday night. But it is about having a good um, rapport with students if you are coming across them because... They just walk across roads. They don't think about what they're doing. And I think uh, I find myself as an older person, I've often talked to them like I'm their grandma. So what are you doing out with hardly any clothes on and acting up here? And and some of us older ladies have been called, OK, grandma, which does sort of make it easier for you to get them to do what you want them to do, like Mm. get inside, get off the road. Murray, have you always felt safe? Yes. I think because there's two of you, and we we generally drive around, our doors are locked, so people can't just come and get in. Mm. Um, 
it, it, it does sound like, a, like no two nights would be the same. No, um, you'd have a very interesting time of it, I imagine, and make some great companions along the way. Well, you do, and you get to know your fellow volunteers, and we, we try and have a, you know some social occasions where they can all catch up, and it's good to get them all. We have um, meetings every two months and just look at what's happening. Um, so the more volunteers we have, the, the better it is, and the more convivial everybody can... And it's um, Friday and Saturday nights, I know my family say, I don't know what you're doing, still going out there. And I said, well, it's more entertaining than watching TV on a Friday and a Saturday night sometimes. So, And it's about being of use out there um, in what's going on. Um, I think with a lot of the young people in the area, they're falling into all sorts of traps and we can call up and get somebody taken home if they need to be because we don't want to see young people in states of, you know, disrepair out on the street, especially on their own on a Friday or a Saturday night. Yeah, it's yeah. great work. Now, you can find out more about the uh, national organisation, Community Patrols New Zealand, by, by going online and very quickly getting a, an overview of what's what's available and what it's all about but if someone wants to get in touch locally and speak about opportunities with the the North and Eden Community Patrol Mari what should they do? Um, actually Gary is our um, coordinator boss man at the moment and I just haven't got his um, number but they could also ring me at um, 47390070 or 027-326-3257 and um, we can pass you on to the to the right um, place to get yourself sorted. And Northern Eden Community Patrol does have a Facebook page too. You we can do have a Facebook page, there. yes, that you can see. Um, not a lot, but we tend to support any police things that they might be putting up or I think we've appeared in the Santa Parade and things like that. So it is about being out in the community and because it's about working with the police in order to, you know, and not just them but others as well, the fire department, it's about preventing crime and reducing harm through, you know, just being active out there and being seen in the community, I guess. Really important work and it's uh, great to talk to you about it. Thanks for joining us, Murray, for this edition of the Volunteer South Hotspot. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.